HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Sam Edwards. I'm third generation cure master from S. Wallace Edwards and Sons in Surrey, Virginia. We support the Heritage Radio Network because we believe in the cause and what they're doing. They're supporting family-raised livestock, small family farms, uh, certified humane, pasture-raised, antibiotic-free. Basically, we take the products from Heritage Foods USA and make them into uh, Serrano-style hams, prosciutto-style hams, bacon, sausage, like my grandfather did. You can find us at Surrey Farms. Dot com or virginiatraditions.com Boys, I'm mellow as a honeydew Yeah That cat is high Look that look in his eye Oh man, he's high Yes, higher than a kite Welcome back to the Speakeasy I'm your host, Damon Bolte. In the studio today, we've got a full house. We have four very lovely people representing the company of Santa Teresa Rum. We have, first and foremost, Enrique Volmar, the owner of uh, Santa Teresa Rum, uh, Erickson Cardad, uh, brand ambassador, uh, Ray Ray, <laughs> Ray Raymond's in here, uh, the national sales manager, and uh, the lovely Daniela Carriello. Uh, National Brand Manager. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Here we are. Awesome. Um, You guys are uh, in town for a little pre-Manhattan cocktail classic action and uh, also some general like brand promotional stuff. Um, You had something you were presenting yesterday uh, at, uh, where was that? Uh, That is correct. Uh, Yesterday we were having a little uh, deconstructing the Solera Mm -hmm. at uh, Lanikai. Um, right. I thought it was an appropriate place to talk about rum in a rum place. Yeah, I, I, could, I could remember <laughs> if it was Flatiron or uh, Lanikai. Yeah. Um, cool. And how did that go? It was great. We have a, we had a wonderful turnout of about 24 people, um, like uh, the way I like to call them, the usual suspects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same bartenders and, and people within the industry talking about Solera, having some rum, talking about Santa Teresa as a company, family, and who better to talk than that than uh, the family member that's one of the owners of Santa Teresa. Absolutely. And uh, Enrique, um, thanks for being here. You're, you're currently still living in Venezuela, right? Yes, that's right. That's, uh, that's home for me yeah. and American Airlines. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, thank you for, for having us here. It's a, it's a real pleasure and an honor uh, to be here at this uh, such, cool. a, such a cool and interesting uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking about uh, Santa Teresa yesterday. Um, 
you know, to all to all those experts that are behind the bars uh, and really know really know their rums and and their whole all of their other spirits. Um, and basically, yeah, as you were saying, I'm I'm one of the owners of Santa Teresa. I'm actually the fifth generation or a member of the wow. fifth generation. Uh, my great great grandfather uh, bought the hacienda in 1885. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it was founded in 1796 as an hacienda, as a farm, as a property where they used to grow uh, things like cotton, uh, coffee, cocoa, uh, and wheat, curiously enough, uh, in the tropics. But at that point in time, you know, 200 yeah. years ago, that, that used to grow pretty well there. Oh, wow. um, nowadays, since uh, my, my great-grandfather actually took over and developed he developed the sugarcane uh, process and agriculture and everything. Um, we also have other, I mean, like uh, citrus and uh, a little bit of cattle. So, um, you know, I think it's very appropriate with this program and what you were talking about of the Heritage... Uh, the Heritage, uh, Heritage Foods USA. Right, exactly. So, yeah, we're actually where the, the factory is, the, the distillery, uh, it's surrounded by sugarcane fields and uh, coffee plantations. Awesome. Beautiful setting. So you've got you've got uh, extremely uh, amazing possibilities for extremely local, uh, locally sourced cocktail ingredients for your rum. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, we we call uh, Santa Teresa uh, an estate rum. I mean, we everything we produce, everything that goes into the bottle that we have here, and that most of the guys out there have at their bars. Uh, is produced on site, so we have the su- I mean the the actual sugar cane. Big part of that turns into sugar uh, that is then sold on the on the local market in Venezuela, and then we have uh, obviously the alcohol that is distilled on the site on the property uh, from the molasses that have uh, been let's say uh, left from the sugar process right. from the sugar refining okay. process. Totally. Then that's obviously fermented, distilled put into wooden barrels to age for two, five, eight, up to 18 years. Uh, and then we, you know, bottle it and, uh, and what we don't drink in Venezuela, we export. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, you, over the last couple of years, I've been seeing uh, the Santa Teresa label behind a lot of cocktail bars in the city. And I feel like that's, it's really a, like a connoisseur's rum, you know? And especially with uh, something, it's interesting is like the uh, 1796 and the Solera aging and and all that. And it, you get people like Edison and Ray, and you've got like you said the usual suspects, uh, any of those things. Yeah, I mean it's like it's one of those rums that I find that it ends up being in a lot of like a lot more stirred cocktails rather than shaken cocktails. You know, That's like correct. very classically produced drinks. Yeah. Um, but I. Uh, as far as uh, the rum goes, and uh, and like the distillation, do you, are you using like pot still or copper uh, or uh, uh, column still? Or we we use a combination. I mean, the interesting thing, and and as you were saying, Santa Teresa is a rum for connoisseurs, mm-hmm. and you know it's absolutely that. Um, we obviously have we have column still distillation, we have pot still distillation, we have normal. Uh, Normal aging. I mean, the the classic aging that you, you you will see in in bourbon or in whiskey or in other rums, and then we have the solera aging. And I'll go into detail uh, later with with the whole right. process of right. the solera. But 
Santa Teresa actually, um, you know, Santa Teresa is 200 years old. I mean, it's a very old brand and a very old company. Um, and <clears throat> the younger generation, so us, the fifth <laughs> generation, when we kind of... Uh, the kids. The kids, yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we got involved in the company, we said, okay, what, what are we going to focus on? You know, what's our generation going to... Uh, do with this brand and with this company. Besides and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean with the leftover. Yeah. You know, the leftovers. <laughs> gotcha. um, we, we kind of said, okay, we have to definitely internationalize the brand. You know, there were already some efforts done by the previous generation, um, you know, to take the brand abroad. Um, but we were kind of in a very good position to uh, really make that happen in a, in a, in a you know, bigger scale. Uh, very very difficult to do especially when you are pitching it against the brands that are out right. in international markets i won't name any of them <laughs> you can't you can't it's fine i can't right if you want to curse you can curse too <laughs> okay um so we said you know that's where you kind of analyze and and kind of go into all this uh phase of introspection and so on and say what do we stand for and and that's where we started saying, well, this is the real rum. You know, Santa Teresa has been making really good rum, really good juice, as you all, you know, a lot of people in the States say, uh, since uh, <laughs> 1796. And we need to maintain that. You know, yeah. we won't become the massive, uh, mass-producing, uh, really cheap, uh, easy-to-drink, doesn't mean it's difficult to drink what we right, make, right. but I mean, you know, we make the rum for rum lovers and for rum uh, connoisseurs, um, and that means that we are st sticking to our traditions, we're sticking to the processes that used to be used a long time ago, but that doesn't mean that we're not using new techniques and technology as well. Mm -hmm. So basically, we're doing rum the same way it used to be made a long time ago, without cutting corners without you know no shortcuts and really respecting and sticking to the to the real way of making real rum it's great um you know and i, I was saying a little bit earlier about uh seeing the brand in a lot more bars these days uh do you feel like it was a like right now is a pretty like serendipitous timing for a brand like uh, like santa Teresa? i mean with first of all the the foodie movement or you know like the the more health conscious, more quality driven uh, enthusiasm for good food, good drinks, um, smaller brands. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, definitely. I think it's a it's a great moment. I mean, you know, it's like like we always study those those business cases of right. of huge brands that kind of the fun side of the job. Yeah, you know, that just go through <laughs> the roof, and you think that they did it overnight, and this and that. I think that something like that is is happening with rum, you know, with the category overall. I mean, it's been the, you know, the 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 category that's about to hit, about to grow, about to arrive for the past, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years. And, you know, I, I look at many, many markets. I mean, in Europe, in Latin America, and, and you know, in the States, you're seeing a lot of people shifting from, you know, other spirits uh, to rum, from lower-end rums to high-end rums. So I think it's yeah. a great moment for us. 
you know, that we stand for. I mean, our mission and what we say inside the company is to build the category of premium rums. And in Venezuela, it's a little bit, there's a little uh, nuance to that. We say we dignify, you know, we want to dignify the category of of rum. Because in Venezuela also, you know, rum is seen as the, the poor man's drink, or it used to be. I, that's changing. It's changed a lot. Like the people's drink? <laughs> and now the people's exactly. drink, exactly, yeah. Um, Everybody's drink. You yeah, know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, it's definitely that, and I think we're in, a, we're in a good position for that. And definitely 1796 Santa Teresa is, is the rum for that category. Awesome. You know, I, um, going back to the 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 cocktail side of things because that's definitely one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show uh, we well we talk about just any booze <laughs> any <laughs> booze related thing that we can right i like to think of it as uh like the the uh radio version of imbibe magazine we can talk about tea and coffee and soda but we can talk about wine and beer and uh, definitely uh spirits spirits um but i like what you're saying about that like how your mission statement is to dignify or bring back into the spotlight quality rums, nice aged rums. And that's definitely happened with like the cocktail renaissance, or I don't know what you want to call it, but (laughs) that renaissance gets thrown around a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But especially with uh, classic cocktails, swapping out uh, aged rums for, you know, rise or bourbons Mm -hmm. or, any other cognac. Uh, cognac, any other aged spirits. Um, first of all, you you know we're talking about uh, rum connoisseurs, and uh, it's when I was working at the spirit shop called Linnell's Ltd. in Red Hook, mm-hmm. it it was basically it was mainly a bourbon and American whiskey shop. So, but we had a nice little selection of uh, quality rums, rums. Uh-huh. and it was pretty amazing. Like that was my first chance to like get into that world because like as a bartender, I was. It was always like white rums, you know, and yeah, daiquiris and exactly. like kind of tiki drinks and stuff like that. Rum and Coke. Yeah, <laughs> rum and Coke. Yeah, like Captain and Coke. Jesus, well, <laughs> you can't call that. Let's not call that rum. No. Um, but uh, yeah, you get sick of making a thousand of those a night real fast. Um, you can say that. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> you um, get sick drinking too. <laughs> no, I'm, do- I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like there are certain drinks, like like say, like the Latin Quarter. That's uh-huh. it's a rum sazerac, of course. And then you've got different like Manhattan variations yeah. using aged rums, and, you know, like old fashions, old fashions, old fashions definitely um, huge. Um, the one overture uh, that's a yeah, like a similar to uh, it's a Negroni var- oh, yeah, variation yeah, yeah. of of the you know with the with the rum. Uh, so so there there are lots. I mean. Again, I, I've been, you know, I travel a lot to, to Europe, and I mean, London is is full with with places yeah. that now have premium cocktails with premium rums. Mm-hmm. Um, so does Paris, so does New York. I mean, it's really happening in in many many places. Yeah. Probably the 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 ones that are most behind are the the countries or the markets from where these rums come. So Venezuela, you go to Venezuela. And you oh, won't yeah. find a, a rum Manhattan or a Sazerac right, or anything right. like that, you know. Yeah. But but that's part of of what we're doing. Um, part of the the job we're doing down there uh, is to, you know, teach the bartenders, you know, what what mm-hmm. their rum is, can really work for. What they're able to do with yeah with well, their rum exactly. Right. 
So, but I, I'd say that uh, definitely Santa Teresa being, you know, being an independent company because it's independently owned, family owned, Venezuelan based, you know, I think those are the, the strong messages and obviously standing for the real rum producer. Um, you know, I think that we're in a very good position to to compete uh, in the US, in Manhattan, and I think we're going to have a great week next week with the MCC. Yeah, we cool. already have quite a, quite a week. Cool, yeah. and well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, let's talk about the uh, production of Santa Teresa Rum. Uh, specifically, let's talk about Solera aging, because Perfect. a lot of people don't really know what that is. We'll be Excellent. right back. All right. Radio Network. Tune in to the main course Sundays at 12 p.m. with host Patrick Martins and Katie Kiefer. They examine issues from the interconnected worlds of agriculture, cuisine, and sustainability. They sit down with key players in the chain from producer to consumer, farmers, distributors, chefs, activists, and journalists. The main course explores every important component of the eating experience how the farmers raise their product, the distribution channels that move the product, how the chefs prepare it, and how ethics and policy affect everyone involved. Again, that's the main course, Sundays at noon, on the Heritage Radio Network. All right, we are back. This is The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. Today in the studio, we have... A lot more people than we normally do. <laughs> more people than microphones, but that's cool. Um, so we are talking with Enrique Vollmer uh, and Erickson Caridad from Santa Teresa Rum. Also in the studio, we have Daniela Curiel and Ray Ray. <laughs> it's fun to say, isn't it? It's really fun to say. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's like no comment. <laughs> um, okay, so before the break, we were talking a lot, obviously, about Santa Teresa Rum. Uh, in, in uh, out of Venezuela, um, specifically talking about the company and the 1796 rum, and you, I mean you have a lot more labels. Uh, yeah. You've got your your. We have a whole whole range, uh, you know, of of aged aged rums, mm-hmm. uh, all aged. Um, I mean, simply by law in Venezuela, all rum has to be aged for at least two years, uh, which is not the, the same. Yeah. 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 So our what we would call our mixing rum, our, our claro, Santa Teresa claro. It's a, claro, right. it's a, yeah, and claro, yes, such a great name for it. Uh, it's a, 
aged for at least two years by law, and then we, we it's, a, it's a blend as well, so we have it um, up to three years, and that we choose not to carbon filter for the same philosophy that we think, uh, as uh, silly or as, as obvious as it may sound, we like rum to taste like uh, rum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely. Um, and then we have. Añejo, we Correct. Have Gran Reserva. Then we um, have the the older brother, which be Gran Reserva Añejo, uh, which is uh, back home we call it Pecho Cuadrado, square chest. Um, very, it's a, the best selling rum in Venezuela. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Leader, the leading brand over there. Yeah, yeah correct. And then we'll uh, we move up to Selecto, which is aged up to 10 years. Uh, it's a little drier, um, closer to uh, the flavor profile of a, of a scotch, mm-hmm. of, a, of a whiskey. And uh, then we move to our uh, flagship, the way we like to call it, which is uh, Santa Teresa 1796. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when the Hacienda was founded. Um, it's not aged for 1796. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> See, that was misleading to me. I was like, how is the price point where it is? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was yeah. launched, actually, it was launched in 1996 for the, oh, two, cool. you know, for the bicentennial of the Hacienda. So, and there, uh, basically what the, the rum, the, the master blender did while he was researching and, you know, thinking of what to do for such an important date, actually about eight years previous to the bicentennial, um, he looked around and, and saw that there was, you know, Solera was mentioned on a few b- labels mm-hmm. on several different categories of products, brandies, sherries, um, and he said it would be really interesting to make a solera out of rum, you know, a real solera out of rum. And, you know, we embarked on that in 1988. And in 92, we actually built the solera warehouse. Um, many of you have probably been to Spain uh, where you've seen the, the sherry casks and, and how they're, they're set up in the, in the warehouse. The way we have them, we have four levels of barrels, uh, one uh, let's say uh, vertically organized uh, four levels and then a last level that's the level of uh, vats of uh, and all this is in the solera it's french oak okay so there there's it's wood that previously has aged cognac and <clears throat> the way the way the way this works is that we get the the solera process is the last stage of the aging for this product uh, it, it, it spends about two and a half to three years in the Solera warehouse, but it doesn't just sit there. It, it has some movement that I'll explain later. But the, the previous phase is normal aging uh, in white oak. So we have white oak uh, previously having aged bourbon uh, that we use for the components of, the, of 1796. They age from a range from four to 35 years. Then we blend all those rums together, heavy and light. And that goes into the solera, into the crianza. So the crianza of the, of the barrels of solera is uh, the rum that will always stay in those barrels because we never empty them completely. So <clears throat> there's a relatively complicated uh Let's, subject but <laughs> we're gonna put a diagram on the website right <laughs> it's gonna be hand-drawn and it's gonna be stained in rum <laughs> right but here we go let me let me try and be very brief and and 
as clear as possible with the with the description it's kinda, of the solera. Kind of like uh, what they call like the mother of like you know when you're you're yeast. Literally, that's right. Like, yeah, literally, you're constantly. There's always some of that original. Exactly, you know, it's, it's always in there. And and what we do is that we subtract or we 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 take out of the bottom level of the barrels, and that's the level closest to the ground that in Spanish is suelo. The suelo, and that's why we then call it solera, because it's from the lower uh, range or the lower level. We take a portion out of all the barrels. In total, we have about 560 barrels in the solera warehouse of about 220, 230 liters each barrel on average. So we take out a portion of those of all those barrels, and that's what's going to be processed and then bottled in into our into this product. Um, and then the portion that, that has been emptied, we refill it with the level that's immediately above and so on and so forth until the top level. So uh, number four is a little bit, you know, it has a little space free. So we refill that with this initial blend that I was talking about four to 35 years. So in the end, a lot of people say, okay, so what's the age statement? What's the average? What's the, the number on it? Uh, it's very can't complicated really, can't to say. Really say. Can't really say, but it has rums that that are as old as as old as in nineteen ninety two when we put it in. It was already thirty five years. Parts of it. So it's wow. there's some very old rum and some younger rum. Um, what I was saying before, you have light rums and heavy rums. Mm-hmm. Generally, Venezuelan rums are light. They're distilled at ninety five percent. Um, but for Solera, we do a couple of other things. We have a heavier rum, so off the first still of our, of, of our off the first col- column of our still, and then we have some pot still uh, distillate as well, aged for uh, ten years or more, and that so that gives you a huge complexity of flavors and aromas and tastes uh, because you have. Two types of woods that have been aging, two types of methods that have been used for the aging, uh, several types of alcohols, light, heavy, pot still, um, and I'm probably forgetting some things, but that <laughs> that has... Well, I've been drinking the rum, so I'm probably going to forget some of this too. <laughs> right. One of the things that I, that I find extremely interesting is that before it goes into the solera, we've created, and I thought it was interesting that you, Damon, said uh, mother, the word mother, because we create a ron madre, or mother rum, which has, uh, Enrique explained before, it's aged from four up to 35 years. Okay. So that's uh, already been, all, uh, I mean, aged in uh, barrels previously used for the aging of, uh, of bourbon here in the States, uh, wet American oak. So after we have that ron madre, we then put that for uh, further blending in, in, the, in the solera. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's, a lot of work. It's, it's worth it. You know, I'm, I'm drinking it right now, and I, I'm glad that you did that. The, the only reason that the master blender was not fired, because, I mean, he, he made he made everybody kind of stand on their head and do a bunch of things, is because the product is it's awesome. Excellent. Um, and, and actually, we can say, you know, one thing that, that we can say is that every single drop of the liquid in the bottle goes through this process of the solera. It's amazing. We know there are other brands out there that have the Solera claim. And we also used to make and still do make some products that have a Solera. Traditional Solera or the, the very easy way of using a Solera is you have a huge vat with old rum. And each time you're going to make a new batch, you kind of take a little bit out of that 
old yeah. vat and add it to the new spirit and then you refill the old vat but not all the solera labels that are out there undergo this very thorough process yeah it sounds like you got a lot going on there um <laughs> And uh, speaking of having a lot going on, you guys have some other uh, social projects you're working on in Venezuela. Um, I was Ooh. being told earlier by Daniela that um, basically yeah. I, 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 it sounded really cool, but I'm going to let you explain. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, I think we'll need another program for that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we do. Um, it's, uh, there, there, are, there are a bunch of activities that we do because we're in a community that is about 50 miles west of Caracas. A lot of unemployment, insecurity, crime, you know, what you have in those communities with, with low employment. Uh, we are the, the main employer in that community. And one of the main things in the last years, since 2003, there was a project that, that kicked off or, or it wasn't programmed. It was an improv improvisation <laughs> was uh, Project Alcatraz. And Alcatraz you probably figure out that it's related with crime or jail or something, <laughs> and it is. Uh, it's with, with youngsters that uh, have been, you know, related with crime uh, from 14 years on. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's taking gang members and gangs into, uh, not actually into Santa Teresa, but we take them into our foundation, uh, obviously, they uh, they they work in Santa. I mean, they work on the on the premises, uh, either on the coffee plantations or the sugarcane plantations. Uh, they also get a very high dose of sports, uh, rugby, to nice. drain all that <laughs> adrenaline, and we also give them a lot of uh, values education. Um, that started in two thousand three. One hundred and fifty members of Alcatraz have uh, gone through this process. That's about five different gangs that have been disarticulated uh, in that community. Of those 150, there are about 40 that today are working somehow or another uh, with one of the companies of, of the group. Uh, and there are about another 40 or 50 that are working in different companies. So working for neighbors, you know, in the region, uh, Wow. That are that are working there That's as well. That's so it's 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 been a phenomenal uh, project, um, very very gratifying. One of the greatest things that I think about that is a sense of a, it's a family owned company. It's a keeping heritage going, and you one of the things that you learn and that that you have with your immediate family blood related is that there's a sense of social responsibility of bringing everyone to your family and making sure that you're the right thing simply because it's right. The same way that we make rum, the same way that, that we carry ourselves, we just do things because they're right. You don't need to do something else, you know, based on anything else. For, for anybody who's interested, uh, proyectoalcatraz.org has a lot of information. Cool. We'll post that up on the okay. website after the show. Um, I wish we had more time. Uh, I know. We, we're just going to have to have you guys come back. At least we have great. more rum. Yeah, so that's at least good. we have more rum. Um, I want to thank you guys again for coming on the show. Um, Enrique Vollmer, the owner, Edison Cardad, Ray Ray, <laughs> Daniela Curiel. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you thank for you coming very on. Much, All right, this has been the Speakeasy. I'm David Bolte. Thanks to my producer, Jack Inslee. I'm going to give him some rum right now. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Salud. Salud. Man, I wouldn't lie. You can't hire than a guy. 
Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. Man, I wouldn't lie. And now here's some behind-the-scenes food news with Katie Kiefer. Guess what? Food prices will likely continue to rise given the fact that corn planting is lagging way behind last year. According to Drover's Cattle Network, planting is down 53%, which will undoubtedly put more of a squeeze on livestock farmers, especially pork and chicken farmers, because after all, they're the ones who use more corn than anybody else in terms of livestock production. Here's a quote from the Drover's Cattle Network. 13% of the corn in the top 18 producing states has been planted, according to the USDA's Crop Progress Report, which was released on May 2nd. Although it is a 4% improvement from last week, nationally, the 2011 corn planting is 27% behind the five-year average and 53% behind 2010's progress. And this is no doubt like to bad weather, drought conditions in various places, and more rain in others. Who knows? But whatever it is, look to see your grocery bills rising over the next few months. This is Katie Kiefer for Behind the Scenes Food News. Did you know we have a beer show? Check out a small clip from Beer Sessions Radio. All right, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43, and I'm here with Ray Dieter from the DBA Boys. Hey, Jim. Ray, this is a fun show. We're drinking Belgian beer. We're drinking Ictagum. Hanging out with the guys from 124 Rabbit Club. We got uh, Don and Wendy from Van Berg and the Wolf. Well, let's go back a little bit to, to kind of build your pedigree. So the two of, the, two of your top brands that we love and that you have now Scaldis and Saison DuPont yeah, tell us uh, how you met those guys how you started working with them well Saison DuPont was really that was if you want to hear more head over to heritageradionetwork.com where new episodes of beer sessions are posted every week in our archive and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and iTunes the following is a message from Heritage Foods USA In the next few weeks, Heritage Foods USA will be offering an interesting variety of amazing products, ranging from top-quality seafood to their famous pork cuts. At the end of May, the Heritage team will go up to Maine to harvest fresh lobster with sustainable lobstermen. These delicious lobster are a perfect way to kick off the summer season. In the pork department, Heritage Foods USA will offer the maple-cured smoked boneless Heritage ham at an unbeatable price. This offer won't last long, so get them while you can. Place your order today at heritagefoodsusa.com or call 718-389-0985. That's 718-389-0985 to place your order with Andrea or Ashley. And don't forget to sign up for the email list and to check them on Facebook and Twitter to get in on their new products, deals, and offers from Heritage Foods USA.